wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Again. Movie Mayhem Podcast. It's your boys, Matt. Brian. And uh, it is my birthday month. Birthday month. Yep, Gemini gang. Oh. Uh, it is May. That's right. Right? I forgot it was May for a yeah. second. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we're not, we're not still in April anymore. And soon it'll be June. That's but right. before that happens, we have to do a month-themed event for the Movie Mayhem Podcast. That's right. We usually, like, we've done months before. We've done a Marty month. We've done a... Unknown November. Unknown November. We've done, I think, a Disney month. I think a Marvel thing. Every October we do something. Yeah, we always do spooky season. Spooky season. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this year, uh, this month, a little different. We decided to live up to our name. Right. Not the movie part, the although mayhem. that part we're doing. Yeah, the mayhem part. Yeah, really emphasize the mayhem. The, and yeah, it's it was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> we could only think of one person uh. that fully encapsulates the mayhem of cinema. Yeah, and we kept, we purposely kept him out of our director's tournament just so that we could do this month, so we could talk about the uh, unbridled insanity that he brings. Yeah, he has his own brand of chaos that he uh, attacks every film with. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them, very, very fun to watch. Right. Uh, others are not fun to watch. <laughs> and none of them would be, maybe like three of them would be considered good movies. Uh, well, two of them are in the Criterion Collection. Oh, well, there. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. So, there. Not, but that is not... <laughs> neither of those movies are what we're doing today. Uh... Really? Armageddon's one of them? I think so. No. How? Because of that amazing timing and, and you know... <laughs> the nuance just... of the cinematography? Uh, probably, probably. Well, we're calling this month, while you look that up, we're yeah. calling this month Bayhem, because we are... Yeah, in... it is... Holy shit. It's this and The Rock. Oh, so we are the wrong ones. We are the wrong ones. (laughs) (laughs) So this month we are going to take a a watch, take a gander at four Michael Bay... Four or five. Because one of them might be a double feature. Oh, that's right. Right. Four to five Michael Bay feature films. Feature films. And uh, we are going to... Full length, director's cut. Yeah, and they're all all successful. That's right. You, You brought up a quote earlier, which we definitely will get into... On this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to find out what makes Michael Bay's movies work or not work. I think well, they work, right? Because they're they successful. Do, they do work. And I think if you do look at them, like, as a film, they are, I mean, logically, they are dumb. Yeah. But everything else is like, that's very impressive. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you go like, how, how do you, you make the, yeah, yeah. this, what? <laughs> It's funny. It's like somebody. It's like he. It's like he makes these movies out of protest of film, but he still went to film school or something like that. He was like, I think. He, I think he he graduated, and his teachers loved him. They yeah. Loved everything about him. Like he was, like he's a Spielberg guy. Mm. Like Steven Spielberg. Like Steven Spielberg mentored him. Um. He, he does a whole lot of like great shit. Like he he loves the visual image. Sure. Like there's like. Uh, we, we, we can make a joke that like a lot of like Edgar Wright's 
uh, comedy comes from like subtext and like kind of small looks while everything Michael Bay does is like it's in your fucking face yeah this is funny this yeah. is funny you don't like this guy cause he sucks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like but yeah this he is an interesting guy to the point of film not I don't know probably personal. I don't know his personal yeah, life I don't know his personal well. life but yeah. hey but, but hey let's uh, let's take on the movie that I think a lot of people love this movie but they don't know why yeah, I think that I think they love pieces of this movie. Sure, because some people remember the beginning, some people remember the middle, and then some people remember the end. Yeah, they never remember those connected tissues. Yeah, I think I think looking back in hindsight of this movie, it's easy. I can see how people might be like, "Oh yeah, I remember when they were in space, and I remember when he was shooting at Ben Affleck." Right. But I forgot that the movie's two and a half hours long. You have to wait a whole hour. Yeah. Hour and seven or eight minutes before they get to space. Before they even leave the planet. Before the bulk of the movie yes. happens. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not like, you know, clean setup. Because most of the characters are not established. No. <laughs> until they're already on the moon. Yeah. Or the asteroid, rather. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, hey, let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's get... talk about Armageddon. Let's talk about Armageddon. So, 1998, right? The... the America was already treated to Deep Impact. Right. Which was... I think they came out the same year. Yeah. Yeah. They came out the same year. This was right before... Well, now, the big the big budget blockbusters are really kind of now in effect. Mm-hmm. Like, Titanic, I think, was the year before. And that, like, made gazillions of dollars. And now this movie... And, like, Michael Bay's always kind of been chasing that, that white dragon of, of Titanic to be the next... Chasing James Cameron? Chase, yeah. Because even... I mean, he's buddies with James Cameron, yeah. too. So, like... He wants to be looked at. Like, James Cameron has made, like, six films. Yeah, I know. Michael Bay has made, like, 12 or more. And he just wants people to be like, you're good, Michael. You're, good. <laughs> you're doing well. He See, he maybe, but then he's also very uncompromising right. in his style. Yeah. You know? Cause, it is a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. And I'm sure he knows what people don't like about his movies. Mm-hmm. So if he really wanted to get to that level of acclaim you would think he'd switch up the formula a little bit but he doesn't and this movie i think is a great example of how michael bay uses the michael bay formula regardless of how effective it is right regardless of like what he's trying to accomplish with it now just we, we were joking before like we, we joke we're gonna joke about how this is michael bay's movie but like and you you read a quote about how the studio kind of took it over mm-hmm this is a director's cut. Like, there is no way. It's... Oh, is that what we just saw? We saw the director's cut. I mean, no. It's it's a, it's the movie that was released. It was two oh. and a half hours long. What else could have been in there? You know, it's mad funny actually, because in that quote he goes, "If I could, I would redo the entire third act." But nothing. Like, what was taken out of That's it? That's what I'm saying. So you mean the first hour of the movie where they were still in on Earth and didn't do anything, or in between in that second act? I, mean, I can't even tell what the first and second act. Right. Like where they it goes like from first act You wouldn't to third change act. anything there? <laughs> you would change the exciting part when they're on the moon? Right, yeah. With asteroid. God, I gotta stop that. It's alright. It's gonna happen. Yeah. We're by the moon. It's true. They did do the lunar roll. The lunar roll. Yeah. Um Yeah, interesting. Interesting choices. But it's what the funniest part of the movie was seeing these little baisms mm. like uh this throw themselves into the most either you know, either the, the most opportune times or the most inopportune times. It was, yeah, is because like, there's sometimes he tries to build up sentimentality, mm-hmm. but it's so like forced. It's yeah. so unnatural that you're like, 
I am so distracted by what else is going around that what's happening on screen is like like what's happening between the characters does not even matter. Right. Yeah. And there and a lot of the the Bayisms, the uh, Michael Michael Bay tropes that we'll get into, right. you know, they're centered around like patriotism, um, jinkoism, uh, <laughs> and uh, and explosions, mm-hmm. and he puts those in to those sentimental moments. Yeah. You know, because uh, I think in his mind those elements just enhance everything. Uh, but they a lot of times they do enhance action, yeah. And sometimes they can enhance like a a climactic emotional moment. But are they do they did they when we saw Liv Tyler and and Bruce Willis embrace as she forgives him for raising her the way that she, that she was raised, yeah. And he owns up to his shortcomings and strengths as a father. When they were hugging, did we need to see four helicopters like fly over but, them? But that's the thing, like. <laughs> He does this, like, it's kind of a cool thing. Um, you know, Patrick H. Williams did two videos on what makes Michael Bay Michael Bay. Ooh. And so, and, and a lot of people do bring up, even the Every Frame of Painting brought it up with what he does with, like, things in the sky, mm. where he'll have his actors, instead of turning towards it and let's look at where they, they came from, he'll turn to see where they're going. So it looks like there's more stuff happening. So like there's more and like oh like there's like thirty seven helicopters instead of like right. three right right but like he and then he just we were to, when I'm sorry folks we just finished Armageddon yeah and it was nuts <laughs> but he has these like kind of claustrophobic NASA offices where there's just people and desks everywhere and this camera is moving around like it it's a ghost like it just it, I guess it must have been on like a a dolly above hanging yeah. hanging above because there's no way that could have been on the floor with how smooth these people kind of went from like position to position yeah like his blocking if it's not naturalistic blocking and he's actually just mapping it out like you're gonna move here you're gonna move here very impressive it's extremely impressive because yeah. there's a lot of variants he puts in his movies and that's by his own choice mm-hmm. like he could have had like three guys in a room like oh, that short's coming that short's coming but he has 40 guys going like what are we gonna do well when you have 40 guys it's because oh it makes it look like you need 40 people to right. make this thing happen it's a very large effort mm-hmm. whereas with three people in a room it's yeah. kind of like it's just these three people in charge of this whole thing right you know but, but th- he also doesn't know how much money costs I think yeah <laughs> yeah we were joking about that too oh Sorry, I, I cut you off. I cut you no, off. No, I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> well, the movie starts off with a meteor shower on New York. Mm, like it always does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, funny enough, I expected there to be more of those throughout the movie. Oh, like each city kind of gets kind of A little destroyed. bit. Like as as the stakes get higher, like more the Earth takes more and more damage from these mini meteors. Which um, is places Michael Bay doesn't like. I guess so. New York, Southeast Asia, yeah. France. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it did. I guess three places were taken out. Yeah, yeah. but like, um, yeah. I guess also the scale, like the scale of it, does kind of increase a little because, mm-hmm. like, you get New York and it's only like 59th, 59th Street, the yeah. Flatiron, and Grand Central, which are Tower Tower Two took a oh, yeah, took a hit. As well. <laughs> Yikes! And, uh, uh, look at the Twin Towers getting like uh, hit. It was a little rough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that was the first what ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then later on, as they're getting like, oh, we got to go up to space now, folks. Oh, actually, before that, it was the guy, it was the sa- the astronaut getting like blown oh, up yeah. too. That happened before that too. That's right. Yeah. It, yeah, because yeah, each thing, each astro attack is 
goes from smallest to the largest. Mm-hmm. And I guess France, except for the uh, is it the Arch de Triomphe? I don't know. The little arch thing that they got going on. Right. But that made it? That survived? That, that survived. <laughs> Everything else wiped off. Yeah. You can see the Eiffel Tower And corrupt. that one red car driving down the road. <laughs> It's if in his mind, it's like that scene from Independence Day, right? When they're like driving, or or Day After Tomorrow, or something, where they're like driving with all the chaos behind them. Oh, it, it had to be Independence Day because uh, Day After Tomorrow came out like way after. Oh no, I'm not saying like it copied them. Oh yeah, I'm just saying like it like from from the so the way it was like scaled is we're just seeing like a little red car like driving away, right. but from their perspective, it's probably like madness. Right. You're seeing like <laughs> this wave of destruction behind you. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus. No, I, that was the that was their French accent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus uh, Christ. It's funny because it is just like one untouched street. Yeah. And while everything else is like vaporized, it's just this one kind of like regular street. So you're thinking like, oh, maybe the guy's delivering a pizza. <laughs> it's, the, it's the window for the audience. Right. It's for us to put ourselves there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so essentially an asteroid's coming to redo the ice age mm-hmm. and they and nasa who as they reveal had one million dollars for their entire surveillance budget of like space related disasters of space distance yeah or whatever yeah of being able to see out there right. so they're put they're trying to build shit to go to different places and they are only put one million dollars into even seeing where they would be going <laughs> So naturally, they did not see this giant asteroid Texas approaching shaped, Earth, okay. Texas-sized asteroid yeah. approaching Earth, and when, by the time they do, the small meteorites around it are already attacking the the globe, yeah. and they they're like, oh Lord, and the they, the NASA advisors who went to school with the president's advisors right. they mentioned uh, decide, hey. The only way we can stop this thing is if we get up in it and blow it up. We got you, If we put a firework in our hand, right. it's only going to burn our hand. But if we put a firework in our fist, it will blow up our ketchup bottles. So, I think that's what it was. That was the analogy that they made so yeah. that the average American could understand. Now we all are rocket scientists. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now we pretty much get it. Yeah, right? we get it now. So to do that, they're going to have to drill a hole into the asteroid and plant a nuclear bomb there right easy enough easy and so they get uh they find oil riggers no they they bring in bruce willis yeah to look over the drill that they built he's like this is my drill Mm -hmm. bruce willis has an accent just like nicholas cage did in con air did he yeah he had an oh he it faded in and out. Yeah, yeah. Every so often. It was really come and go, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. His New Jersey t- kind of took over. Right. But he had like, ah, y'all, you know, taking my drill bits. And then it's like, well, then you can't do, you can't trust these guys. Mm-hmm. Certain words, he hit his accent. Yeah. So a common complaint with this movie that I think even Ben Affleck mentioned mm-hmm. was that Logic. they, yeah, well, that they trained eight oil riggers to go to space right. instead of training eight astronauts to dig a hole. Right. Right, but to be fair, that scene you alluded to does mention it. it kind of tries to explain it within the film's logic, in that the film implies that digging a hole that deep through rock right. is not as simple as just pointing it and flicking a switch. Right, and just by the it's des- an art form, not a science. Exactly, like 
like and surgery. It's an art, not science. Well, it's a science, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But I could say for assuredly. <laughs> you don't want to get creative. Yeah. If you're getting creative, things have gone wrong. Pushing the scalpel right past the heart. Don't go through the heart. You're like, nah. You gotta trust me. I can't. I can't color inside the lines, man. You know that's not me. But. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. But. <laughs> but uh, you too safe. Yeah. Right. Ugh. You gotta push the boundaries of this guy's pericardium. That, <laughs> that is what my, Michael Bay loves. That he loves the he loves putting the guys who always play it by the rules against the guys who don't. Which you, you think like, oh yeah, every movie's like that. It's like no, like every one of his fucking movies is. There's a guy who's like, eh, by the book, his name might be Joe Pantoliano. Mm-hmm. His name might be. Uh, was it Billy Bob Thornton? Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, we'll probably find him out later throughout the rest of the movies we're going to be doing. Right. Uh, and then, oh yeah, Nicolas Cage, I believe, is a the by the book guy in The Rock. He is, yeah. And yeah. then you have your Sean Connors, you have your Bruce Willis, yep. you have your Will Smiths and Martin Lawrence. Yeah, more Will Smith than more Martin Will Lawrence. Smith, yeah. Because yeah. it's this guy's like, I know what's better. I know if we do this little extra, we'll get the job done better. Right. But it's like, uh... and it's also like. He seems to hate like guys with oversized uh, button-up white shirts and uh, with their sleeves rolled up in an office. Yeah, like that's all. It's always that guy in a in a Michael Bay movie. That and <laughs> and, a, and a plenty of movies have stolen this oh, yeah. since. But just the uh, the guy behind the desk who you know their protocol wasn't ready for things to get for how ugly things got. Well, life's not about books. Man. Exactly, exactly. And the main hero is this average joe who you know he may not have the book smarts but he knows how to think on his feet his gut is always right yeah and and that this is this his epitomizes his degree may not be ivy but his gut is steel yeah oh, jesus right. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie epitomizes that yeah where you have these these bunch of redneck oil diggers roughneck not redneck roughneck well i'm sure one or two they of them were anyway I, at least owen wilson Oh yeah, he was a yeah cowboy riding in the sun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's say roughneck. Fine. Roughneck. Yeah. Uh, you have these roughneck oil diggers who uh, the only one who seems to be competent is Bruce Willis. Yes. It's stated that Ben Affleck's uh, character AJ is also competent. He's Bruce Willis is the old best, while Ben Affleck is the up and coming best. Yeah, but Ben Affleck doesn't ever actually show any competence drilling. In fact, he screws things up a lot. A lot. Yeah. A very, a very much. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but we'll get into that. His teeth are white, though. So, so straight. Um, and, <laughs> and the movie kind of introduces him. Uh, turns out having an affair with Bruce Willis's daughter. They were seeing each other. Like, yeah, I guess affair isn't really the word. It, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, we don't know how they live out on the oil rigs. But I'm sure if you put yourselves with a Ben Affleck and a Liv Tyler, and we've all seen Jer- Jersey Girl, mm-hmm. they're going to get together. Sure. You know, it's just two pretty people just being pretty people. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. You no, know, it's nothing inherently wrong with them being together. No, it's just but... that, you know, Bruce Willis is a little overprotective. He's not realizing his daughter's growing up into a woman. Having, a, like, a 30-year-old woman calling him daddy was just very weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is. This is right before she did... Uh, Lord of the Rings, where mm. she was Lady on a Horse. Well, she was also um, daughter who loved the main character but had an overprotective dad. Yeah, another just yeah. in that wheelhouse. She's got a type. 
She's got a type. See, so she gets typecasted a lot. Her dad is over. I guess was never overprotective. Stephen Tyler of Aerosmith. So yeah, yeah, and, and who also made uh, pretty much the the swan song of this movie. Yeah. Do you think it was weird for him to have that song be the backdrop to his daughter's sex scene? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, maybe not weird for him. Yeah. Because I feel like nothing's weird for him. Well, I can't judge now, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I've done some crazy shit too. Played this song when I had her. Makes sense that she. <laughs> um, yeah. When, when. Yeah. So when she wraps her legs around Ben Affleck's waist, and while his, while her father croons uh, right. to to love some love making rock music, right. yeah, it's weird. Tonally, now, it's weird. In 1998, you were. Six. Mm-hmm. So I was, ju- I was in high school. I think I was in eighth grade at the time when this mm. came out. This song took over. It was everywhere, huh? Everywhere, every yeah. dance, every fucking place, <laughs> everywhere. Dude, this must have been the '90s prom song. Oh my god, it was like sweaty. <laughs> the song is sweaty. The song is real yeah. sweaty. <laughs> it's Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, like you could feel the perspiration in yeah. the song. But it's, like, just imagine like an like an eighth grade. You are still like struggling with your puberty hormones, going like, I guess this song's about fucking, or is it about his daughter? Yeah, what's happening right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confusing. It's confusing. It's a confusing title because mm-hmm. you could use it in both. Yeah, it's true. Of, and they do. Yeah, they do use it in both in <laughs> this movie, <laughs> which is. Uh, and we and we'll, we we'll talk about like I I like talking about you know the. Uh, Besides, this movie's two and a half hours long. Yeah. And an hour of it didn't nearly need to be. This movie could have been a tight hour 45. Mm-hmm. Because they, lo- they have a lot of bullshit that you could kind of condense. Yeah, we had to watch Steve Buscemi, like, or, like, like, borrow money from a loan shark and then spend it at a strip club. Right. To no avail. Right. To, I mean, not to, like, no avail, but to no consequence. He hooks up with a stripper. That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, you could have had, the, had that, fi- like, they had a fight in a strip club. Or you could have just had that fight, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, I took out money." It's like or, you don't need to see it. Yeah. Or instead of like showing us that, like you could have maybe shown a little bit of the genius that is uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, well, I don't mean like as an actor. I mean like his character right. oh, later yeah. in the movie is like, "Oh yeah, I'm a genius. That's why I know that you went 26 miles this way, and this thing's labeled this because it has iron in it and all that." Whereas the every everything leading up to that, he was a complete and utter jackass. Right. And then everything after that, he was a complete and utter jackass. So maybe if you would put something in there to show to show a little bit more of his smarts, maybe Steve Buscemi is the Michael Bay surrogate because he's smarter <laughs> than everyone else, but he's kind of a dirtbag. Well, Michael Bay is also in the movie, but <laughs> yeah, Michael Bay is a scientist yeah. in this movie, <laughs> which felt so out of place. Yeah, everyone's got their government style. Haircuts and here he is with his long bon flowing, yeah, the Bon Jovi hair. I mean, it kind of makes sense he that my favorite person alive, Michael Bay. He's just a character in himself. I mean, sure, he is so goofy. Yeah, he's a goofy guy. He's a, I, I, I'm kidding. He's not. Like, <laughs> he is the he is the biggest goof. For sure, for sure. He just put on a white coat yeah. and like. I think I'm a scientist. I'm wearing a lab coat. In a radar booth. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, science. Whatever. Anyway, we're not going to get to everything in this movie no. because it's two and a half hours long. And my brain's already like goat cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm already fried from watching it. Yeah. Uh, 
I do. Yeah, go ahead. I guess. All right. So, like, the whole point of the movie is they're going to try stopping an asteroid with, you know, blue collar American steel. Yeah. And a nuclear bomb. And that's that's the whole, like, idea. But then we're, like, introduced to these, like, real shitty characters. <laughs> like, very, like, ba- basic kind of one-dimensional characters. You know, all right, uh, Bruce Willis doing his best acting. Bruce Willis came to play. He, and then after this, he's just like, I'm out. I'm done. I'll do some stuff on Friends. And yeah. then I'm done. Yeah. Uh, you have Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck hanging it out. Yeah, yeah. He did his thing. Uh, Liv Tyler, kind of there halfway. Kind of like, uh, you know, doing a Liv Tyler thing. She's always kind of stoic. Yep. Yeah. Look face front at the camera. <laughs> big red lips, big eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soft soft words. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan. MK, MCD. MCD. RIP to the God, yo. Being buff and big as ever. Love seeing him around. I wish we got more of him. Yeah, me too. I kind of wish, because I would have liked to know why they call him Bear. Well, I think it's because he's huge. Because he's huge, yeah. And possibly gay? Maybe. Yeah. But I think it's because he's huge. Yeah. yeah. Owen Wilson's there. Yeah. As... Sadly, he didn't really get much to play to chew on. Well, he got... <laughs> Besides glass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In space, which I thought yeah. was hysterical. Like, there's one of the things I was talking about. It's like, they come to a part where they crash their spaceship and then... Ben Affleck like coming through the rubble and he's like looking around. He's like, "Oh, Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson." You see Owen Wilson there, and it's like there's a crack in his face mask. I'm like, "Looks pretty good for a guy who crashed in space." Yeah, yeah. The vacuum of and space. I'm pretty sure I saw his eyelids flicker. Right. Yeah. Like while he was standing, they're supposed to be dead. Pretty <laughs> sure I saw that twice. Uh, we got some fat guy. Yeah. Fat guy. Yep. But he wasn't overly fat guy. No. He wasn't always eating. No, well, I snuck some donuts on board. Yeah, they didn't bring a tent. They didn't like make that his defining feature. Yeah. He just happened to be fat. He just happened to be fat. Yeah. Um, then there was the coach from Remember the Titans. Yep. Still sweaty and desperate as always. Yeah. It's <laughs> always just like yeah. I'm just trying to do it. One more, one more game. One more, one more roll of the dice for me. Yeah, he just always seems like he, yeah, yeah. Just, he's rolling the dice. Just rolling that the is dice. always what it seems like. And then he has a gambling problem yeah. as shown in the movie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I want to get his name. I want to get his name right because he is always kind of like, it's Will Patton. Will Patton. Will Patton. Okay. He always plays that like, if I just had one more shot, yeah, yeah, I would be ready to go. <laughs> then obviously our our hometown hero Steve Buscemi. Yeah. He's out there doing. He's from the same town we are. So, the stream Steve. Well, that I was from. Then Matt moved too. But right. like, still, yeah. Right. Uh, William Fickner, who was the captain. Oh yeah. Pilot. He, he was a uh, sharp, right? Sharp. Yeah. Who had the best. The best uh, lines in the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no honor amongst thieves no more. You know whose bank this is. Yeah, he's good. I he's remember good. he pointed a gun at Bruce Willis. He did. And it was a ridiculously, it was a ridiculous cut. Like the way they filmed that, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> it was so dumb. Uh, and then obviously, uh, you have uh, Peter Stromar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Russian. Yep. And Matt's favorite uh, voice actor, Keith David. Yeah. Just being so stern. Yep. <laughs> and then there's just like a smattering of like, holy shit, that person was in this? Yeah, right. Like, there's a lot shit. of that. A lot of that. But yeah, like, I think if this movie was shorter, it would be fucking wild and fun. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's two and a half hours kind of cuts out the fun of it. 
There's a lot in it that doesn't need to be in it. Yeah. Like, you know, remember in the beginning, there was that guy looking at his telescope and he saw everything and he yelled at his wife to yeah. get the phone booth and then they showed him calling NASA and like... I want to name it Dottie because my wife's a bitch. Right. Right. Like, did any of that have to be there? No. Right. Because they didn't even like do anything with the name. They didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have just... Cut that out. Cut that all out. Yeah. You, uh, what else? You could have cut out... I mean, honestly, you could have cut out the New York stuff. That didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, I, th- I could think you could cut out one of the... It mattered because I think it showed that there's a problem. Uh, yeah. You I know? think you could have... You know what? You could have cut out... I, I, I think mean, Buscemi in the, in the club. Yeah. Buscemi. And, with the, and with the Lone Shark. Yeah, the Lone Shark you could have cut out. I think you could have cut out the... The two times that Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler were about to do it on like government property. Yeah, yeah. We could cut one of those two times out. <laughs> yeah, like Ben, like Bruce Willis walks in and like. I think it was one. Maybe take out the one where he's shoving uh, animal crackers down her pants. No, I don't think. I think that's. I think, I think that's, no, that's the keeper. That's, that's of, the keeper. I'm kind of into that. We're on board with <laughs> that, <laughs> that one. <laughs> I like no, because you know what? I like that because it's it's in that Michael Bay shot where it's like sun's going down. Yeah, yeah. You got everything kind of like backlit and like. Just, silhouette and like that's nice but then like they're like fucking in like a turbine when did that happen exactly when did that happen yeah because it was just like where's aj oh he's in the hangar but i also was there was like oh did you say whatever your daughter's name was i thought you said bear oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like ah who cares right but yeah, exactly like, who cares like just let them let them fuck later yeah just imply that they're fucking yeah it's implied it's like we get we we know we know like That's how you started the movie. She was in his bed without clothes on. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, and that's a weird thing. I think now with... Uh, I completely forgot her name, so I guess this question is going to answer itself. Yeah, Liv Tyler. I forgot what her character's name Grace was. Grace or something? Grace. Yeah, Grace. Yeah. Yeah, Grace. I was going to ask, if does she qualify for a fleshy woman? But I think because I forgot her name... I think she's probably the opposite. Very... Yeah, because all she did was... in care about the male characters yeah and react that. react emotionally quote unquote mm-hmm. to what the male characters in real life did right she didn't have any agency of her own it's not like she had any ambition of being anything yeah except for aj's wife mm. and bruce willis's daughter yeah no oh, yeah so, and half the movie she didn't want to be bruce willis's daughter she just wanted to be aj's wife right would you so, consider like a strong she wouldn't like be a strong figure either like she no because she just Cried for most of. I mean, maybe in the beginning they they set her up as she might have been when she was like talking to those businessmen and right. and she spoke Chinese and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, so maybe she has she has like a professional like uh, aptitude at least. Right. And then they just throw that out. Because the asteroids coming. Yeah, but <laughs> my point is that like if she had anything going on for herself, that but even even then she was like the only reason I have this career is because you my dad dragged me like, along. Like, what if she worked at NASA? It's like, I yeah. wanted you to work the oil rigs with me. It's like, no, I'm smarter than that. Yeah, man. And then she's the one that name drops him right. to get him the, the job. He's like, like, oh, I guess we could go with my Or dad. like, if you're looking for somebody that's good at drilling, he may not be a good father, but he's good at drilling holes. And also dating one of his workers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you could have had, had that kind of conflict of like, does that make AJ a driller or does that make him an astronaut? He's definitely not an astronaut, so. <laughs> but Ben Affleck has an astronaut head shape, so you could be like, yeah. So you could be like, oh, you took my daughter away. It's like, ah, oh, she's his own woman. She could do what she wants. She's smarter than you. 
Yeah, but well, then you still you still have two men arguing two about the fate hour. of this woman. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know? They, they're using her as an object. Right. Who and she's more than she should be more than capable of like just def- right. talking about herself, which at least she does in this movie. I'm surprised she didn't go on the space shuttle too. I mean, she had even less utility than than, they, than the <laughs> than anyone half of those guys. Yeah. It's like I know how to fly this plane. Do you? Why? How? Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's let but let's let's talk a little bit about that. The. I think I, I started talking about it. I think I, I think I cut myself off or something. But like I said, one of the biggest complaints of this movie that even Ben Affleck had is that they trained a bunch of oil riggers to go to space instead right. of training a bunch of astronauts to yeah. dig a hole. Dig a hole yeah. But the movie implies that digging a hole is a little more complicated than it would seem. Right. And it showed that they had tried to train the astronauts to dig the hole, mm-hmm. but they couldn't do it because, one, they didn't understand the, 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 technology. the technology, which... Seems stupid. Seems stupid. Right. You you can so you understand space. You don't <laughs> understand drilling, hydraulics. You, you understand how to bring this little tin can up to the moon. Right. But a little drill confuses you. Threw them off completely. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, it, they didn't train the oil riggers to be astronauts. They trained them to survive on in space a little bit. Right. They still had astronauts piloting the ship. They still had bomb experts. Right. You know that were handling the nuclear weapon. You know all they all they really had to do. Was I think they did that the all, in, all in service of you can't put down in book can't your book won't tell you what your gut will tell you. So they put them there just so that, to make the oil riggers look better when right when it's like oh the the government wants to blow this up because it's looking like it's going going south maybe but I think it's I think like people. I think people act like these fucking, you know, roughnecks mm-hmm. knew were like trained in twelve days how to pilot a ship, how to take a ship into space, and then set all that shit up. When really they didn't have to do any of that stuff. Right. They just had to survive, and then they couldn't even do that for most of it. Max blew up his own armadillo. He right. sent it. So even the small thing that they were trained to do, only like three of them really. They could have taken a small group. They're like, okay, we'll take them up. Take up Harry, take up AJ, take up Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, if... What was the original? Why did they have two when they were really... They're supposed to dig two holes mm-hmm. to put and then blow them both up. But one did the trick. But one did the trick. Because now they had to go further, I guess? Hmm. They had to go 800 <laughs> feet right. instead of 500 feet? Four and four. Right. I don't know. Mm. Well, this is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's very dumb. Very dumb. Very dumb. <laughs> and we, yeah, can't stress that enough. The movie is very dumb. It's very dumb. Uh, and it doesn't pretend to be smart, which is nice. Yeah, it doesn't like. It's not like a Christopher Nolan movie where it's like, oh, we did the science, we did this. It's like, this is like, almost like, oh, space, blow up rock. Yeah. That's it. You have like the these space shuttles doing barrel rolls <laughs> to avoid like debris. I was joking with you before. It's like everybody in NASA was speaking with like these like kind of cowboy esque attitude. Yeah, it's like well, cowboys are done taming the West. Now it's time to tame them out of space. Right. <laughs> so now that they go sending them up there. Oh, they're so dumb. How you doing, Hoss? You digging that hole? All right, Hoss. This you... is what we're gonna do. We're gonna break out, crack dawn, and then we're gonna go down to the old cattle ranch. The old. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not from the south. I'm not from the Midwest. We can't we? And we we pretend to be, but it doesn't hit. 
down old El Palace Salsa. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> Was that like a food item? What? Oh, they don't make El Paso Salsa anymore? Maybe. There, used to, there used to be a fucking commercial where it's like El Paso Salsa. It's just as good as you get it down in El Paso. It's like, huh. this guy gets his salsa from New York City. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Good up here. Okay. Yeah, no. It's pretty good. Salsa's fine. Salsa's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's one. It's not really the kind of food that you know you need something regional to be good. Exactly right. And other shit. Right. Exactly. It's not that complex. Where it's yeah. like, oh, they don't do it the same way. Oh, he gets his salsa from New York City. City. But then also pizza's pretty yeah. easy, and and everyone fucks has their up. own way of doing that. Yeah, fucks it up. It's really. <laughs> they don't do it like a New York slice. Matt, we spend about thirty six minutes rambling. Yeah. About, let's talk about let's all right. Let's talk about the real character, the real main character of this movie the asteroid the cinematography oh sure the cinematography in this movie is it's goddamn great (laughs) there's something about michael bay movies where it's just like fuck that's cool yeah for the most part there are some nauseating parts yes like when they're when when they're trying to disarm the bomb and the camera is like (laughs) just it's literally like someone has it like attached to their chest and he's just spinning in a circle and it's they like, attach it to like a really hyper kid just like run around yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, and it's like wild sweeping pans and stuff yeah. and everything is just like cliche after cliche after cliche it's like you gotta get the, bl- the blue wire it's like all right go 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 your window's open it's like guys you gotta get to this you know like we're gonna Saddle blow three seconds left yeah 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 exactly someone's counting down and <laughs> right it's just yeah. whoa yeah, because like we were saying, uh, in our uh, when we were watching the movie, it's like these guys are there to do this, so them like freaking out would not be a problem. It'd well, just be like, okay, let me just turn that off. All right, thank you. Yes, let me do this thing, which is the thing I know how to do. Right, right. Also, the president, uh, in a really suspiciously dark lit like Oval Office, the president stepped out of so many shadows. Seriously. <laughs> And, 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 but it led to like one of my favorite tropes which was uh them being fed information that well first like a nerd says it right but they say it too smart so then like somebody cool has to say it and they tell the president and then the president like takes off his glasses and like kind of sits up and goes my god you know? <laughs> <laughs> and they did it <laughs> they did it so well it's, you know what it is? It's the Twinkie scene from Ghostbusters just like taking up ten notches. Yeah. Where if you if you if you guys don't remember it, which you should, like <laughs> Egon explains to Winston like what the psychomagnetic energy is like in the city. He's like, Well, take this Twinkie is the normal <laughs> is the normal size. Now you're gonna imagine a Twinkie that's thirty six feet wide and two hundred feet long and it's like, Well, that's a big Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> that's now basically the it's a big Twinkie is my god my god my god what are we gonna do yeah call him the blue god god help us yeah and i think that he took a lot of like that b-roll of just slow americans running around yeah from other places (laughs) because it was so like out of place and out of time it's like and i'm sure there are parts of america that still like you know drive their 57 chevys around but it's aggressive Mm -hmm. very aggressive very much so but tell me uh What's the, some of the cinematography that you liked? 
Oh no, I did. I did like uh, when Owen Wilson was riding on his horse. Yeah, like it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, with two helicopters two behind helicopter, him like, and the sunset. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> I thought the I thought the Michael Herb Duncan on the the motorcycle yeah. was pretty good with I, the with the cops behind him and then the yeah. sunset. And like I said, I mean, we goofed on it earlier, but that the shot inside the the Situation Room in NASA, mm. where you could just see this fucking camera just do this like kind of almost like three six almost a three sixty. Like yeah. loop around the the building where it goes like I guess from like yeah it goes from, it, it like enters in one and it's a one shot and it follows around and you're like and I'm looking at it it's like it's amazing right. because of like the sheer like traffic that it like yeah you've walked through a busy aisle in a supermarket yeah now just imagine throwing like a eighty pound camera and just spinning it yeah. around like that's amazing. And what made it even crazier is that he didn't have certain things to rely on that he usually uses, yeah. like black helicopters and yeah. sunset. Yeah, uh, yeah the, all the space stuff was actually, it holds up pretty well, yeah. considering it's 20 years later. And he was very critical about that like third act. Which is crazy, because I thought that was the most impressive. Yeah, that is the most, like, I think maybe that's why. Because it's not like his, like, it's like, okay, well, anyone could do this. Mm. But, like, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I know, I'm just trying to comprehend and compress all this stuff but the the space stuff it it does feel like it it, it doesn't feel like it's from the same movie because it's like it's uh, in front it's it's a set it's not in an open space because i think michael bay loves set locations yeah like he's like oh, i'll find this old building that has these fucking arches and like look at the, look at the church at the end yeah, like that was an aggressive church. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. Like Wooden arches and all this <laughs> stuff. It's like, wow, like that's okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the the hollowed out American buildings and all that. Yeah. And then you have the the launch site of Apollo One. Right. It's like cool. Like that's really cool. But then you're on a you're on a set and you have to build up things. And maybe he's not as maybe his maybe his process is. He thinks of it. It's like okay, if I get this place. I could shoot from here, I could shoot from here, I could shoot from here, and I could kind of connect it this way. But then when they build a set, when they, they tell them, like, okay, build this set of an asteroid, but just make sure it has jagged rocks and kind of all this stuff, and the floor has to come apart. Mm-hmm. Maybe in his mind, he's like, okay, well, if I do this and do this and do this, and then when he gets on set, it's like, I can't do that. And I have to compromise mm. my shots to fit in here. I thought it was because he couldn't go to space. <laughs> he just really wanted to go to space. So it was all second unit. Oh, you didn't hear that stuff. news in nineteen ninety eight? Michael Bay created a world destroying asteroid. Right, right. So he could shoot a movie. I mean, it seemed like once they were on the on the asteroid, it was shot differently. Yeah, I, because I feel Michael like Bay his, wasn't on the asteroid. His most compromised. It's like the Transformers stuff, mm. where where all the stuff in like CGI, like I think the stuff that was on Cybertron, <laughs> was like, oh, this is different action than the shit that's on Earth. Right, because. Michael Bay can't he and you know give him shit all you want he still uses a lot of real stuff yeah which is very cool it, real explosion he like his he's the Jim Henson of explosions <laughs> that's a great way to say it actually right? yeah like it's the closest like the closest comparison I could give him is that you know when you look at like Muppets and like you realize like oh that set is a Muppet itself <laughs> yeah and then when you look at Michael Bay and you're like Oh my god, he built a fucking six-lane highway just to blow it just up. Just to blow it up. Like, this guy's a fucking, like, insane person. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I, I really liked when they jumped the armadillo, too. <laughs> I thought that whole sequence was, uh, 
it was shot well and it was exciting. Yeah. You know, with like the with the oh, I forget his Levy or whatever, like uh, yeah, Peter Stormont, yeah, yeah, um, getting out of the the car to try to defrost the the thrusters that were working like a minute ago, <laughs> and you know, and that that whole thing. Yeah. You know, I thought because I think a lot of once they're in space, a lot of the obstacles that they run into are like, all right, let's do this thing. Oh, this this malfunction happened, or oh no, this thing fell from space on top of us. They're like, oh no, like right. something's happening that's making our job harder. You know, what are we gonna do? You know, They're constantly snowballing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this one, and there's never like a good solution. They just kind of survive it. He's like, oh no, like we uh, we're trying to land it, but uh, the other this other ship it got hit by 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 some debris. So what's gonna happen? It's like, oh, well, it's gonna fall and some people are gonna die. And it's like, oh no, like we cracked the the the, the floor open when we was uh, drilling in it. It's Fantastic like, southern accent. Thank you. Way. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah. It's, it's like, oh, what's is gonna happen? Push? This is yeah. This is, <laughs> this is South Brooklyn. South Brooklyn. Gowanus. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> And they're like, oh no, what's gonna happen? It's like, oh well, you know, the the, the armadillo is gonna fly into space. We're gonna lose the fat guy, right. right? But the armadillo was like, oh no, you know, like I think we we took a wrong turn somewhere. It was like, oh, what are we gonna do? We're like, oh, we're actually gonna think of something clever, right. and and put it into effect. And there'll be complications, but because we're but we'll actually think on our feet and think outside the box and and do something cool. Right. And that was what the armadillo was. Yeah. And so I I wasn't like I wasn't too satisfied with a lot of like the things that went wrong throughout the the that whole the space act right, okay. but the armadillo stood out to me because it was one it was aj finally showing like competence right yeah and two it, it really like the movie's trying to what the movie's trying to come across is these everyday guys using their sh- their their wits and their grit and their street smarts to uh steel guts their steel guts <laughs> their iron their iron, iron gut their iron lungs to, uh, <laughs> well, after this, they're gonna uh, to to work their way out of it in ways that these Poindexters couldn't. You right. know, these no book can prepare you for real life. Right, yeah. but uh, but really, that wasn't what most of the movie was until he did that. Right. Then then that's when you have you know Bruce Willis being like, yo yo, the Bruce Willis speech, <laughs> which is like the the uh you know like my like you know my experience trumps all kind of speech. Right. And he goes like. I've been digging holes since I was 30 years old, god damn it. No, I've been digging holes for 30 years. Yeah, 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 yeah right. I've been digging holes for 30 I years. Never, I ain't never missed a target. You know, I ain't never missed a depth. Yeah, <laughs> and I ain't gonna start now. <laughs> if they they just dug a little deeper. Yeah. yeah. And hit their actual depth I instead of just get, eh, exactly. surface level. I keep remembering, I keep on forgetting this is like a audio podcast. So I'm doing like hand motions. Yeah, but that's okay. You got yeah, it across. It's like oh, it's like um, it was like oh, it's not my call. You know they're they're blowing the whole thing, and it's like oh, but you're just gonna have an expensive fireworks show. I can get it. I can get my depth. You want eight hundred feet? I promised eight hundred feet. And God damn it, by God, I'm gonna deliver eight hundred feet. You know? <laughs> yeah. He uh, this movie definitely it, it's a culmination of those like saccharine moments where it's like Independence Day today yeah. we celebrate like. It's just like no one tells this true-blooded American man, right? First of all, when he plays through the whistle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's it. It's like he doesn't stop until they say stop. Like no one until tells the him refs to stop. pulling him off. Yeah. yeah, until that last second clicks off that clock, 
No one tells me to stop. <laughs> and it just, and the fact that they did it at this time, it was less of a wink of a nod, more of a like, yeah, I'm saying that. Right. Nowadays, people yeah. parody that all the time, or they just steal it and use it unironically. Right. But and you can always get tell it's like to... when they say it unironically, it's the most funniest shit in the world. Yeah. And when they say it with a wink and a nod, it's like okay. Right. And I think that's a it's a it's such a hard line to walk, where it is so over the top and like. You're ridiculous mm-hmm. to like have him be like, okay, yeah, dig that hole. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, dig it. You Let's swayed me yeah, with you, your you you changed my mind with your iron logic. Yeah, <laughs> and then CP Semi goes nuts. Yeah, the space madness. Yeah, which I wish they had mentioned at once before that you know, hey, these guys don't have the strongest minds. They're not trained mentally for this. They could go mad. I thought it would. I thought like for a second it was like he was trying to sabotage the mission so he wouldn't have to pay back the, the load shark. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of dark. <laughs> right? See, that's a little dark. So you're going to sacrifice the entire planet? Right. So you don't have to pay back somebody? To pay back a hundred grand. Why? Why? What are you afraid he's going to do? Kill you? Yeah. Because you're going to die if you do this, you right. know? <laughs> like everyone's everyone's dead. Yeah. So you still die. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But hey. Uh, we're about... 49 minutes in it's wild two and a half hour movies a, a, a movie and we're barely st- barely digging the surface yeah we're, we're hitting the iron ore yeah seriously got through five, never seen a metal like this before in our lives five drill bits already but hey you know we you can't close our eyes on this don't want to miss a thing don't want to miss a thing we gotta we gotta see it through <laughs> let's uh let's give this a grade because this this is the first installment of may bay may May, May Bay. May okay. Bay. Yeah. yeah. And we will be talking more. We're going to do Michael Bay movies throughout this month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, it's got. It's. I have to say, it's a two scale movie. Ooh. I think. It's what bring what brings it down is it's time. It's a lot of the the logic to a point. Because a lot of this is also like. You could use it with, like, Zack Snyder. It's mm-hmm. like, you do a lot of unnecessary shit, and your movies are very long. Mm-hmm. Cut it down, and kind of, like, figure out how to work your goofy shit into this tight package. Yeah. Hour and 45 minutes, or two-hour movie. You have a two-hour movie. Get it done. Mm-hmm. Because you've seen better filmmakers do it in less time with less Absolutely. money. Absolutely, yeah. Like, The World's End. It's a, it's a world-ending movie. I mean, and they got it done with under like in under two hours, maybe mm-hmm. two hours. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I I think that's that's some of the negative is that it just a lot of it is just Michael Bay's got to get his shots of stuff. Right. He's got to get his cars. He's got to get his explosions. He's got to get his you know his, his sexualization of women. Yeah. He's got to get a lot of this unnecessary bullshit out of the like in his movies because he knows when he's on space it won't make sense. Right. So that was the that was the first one. and that for that part, I would grade this movie around a four. Mm. But the unintentional comedy, which of like them trying to be funny, but they're just like so dumb that you actually like, oh my god, you're so funny, like yeah, it's so yeah, funny yeah. that it's dumb. Yeah, uh, a lot of the cinematography, Billy Bob Thornton being pretty good. He was yeah, I'd say the charismatic cast added a yeah. lot. 
filled yeah. in a lot of the gaps. Bruce, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was amazing. Holy hell. I loved, I, he was I amazing. Harry was great in this. Yeah, I, I me liked, too. I like Ben Affleck for a Me too, bit. yeah. I like. I always like Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi, like I said, VS for life. Yeah. Um, Owen Wilson, always great to see him. <laughs> yeah, so stellar that cast. That's Keith on, David. Keith David, what a guy. Yeah. And then, like, Draco Malfoy's dad was there. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was. Some of, like, random people. Yeah. And, like, one guy pops up. I was like, is that him fucking circus? Yeah. Not, like, some other guy. <laughs> no. Um, and the fact that I was looking at the, the IMDb list, they have two guys listed as Dr. Nerd. Wow. Dr. Nerd. So, on that scale, I'd give it around a seven. Mm-hmm. So, overall, I'm going to give this movie around a five. Yeah, I was thinking a five as yeah. well, like, between a four and a five. I do think that, you know, if you're not, if, like, when you're watching it, if you're, I don't know, it's one of those movies where, like, you, that scene where he's telling, like, Liv Tyler goodbye. Right. It does hit. It hits. You know? I told, I said I was going to come home, but I lied. Yep. (sighs) Tell AJ he saved us. You know? Tell, tell Chicky he he could have, I couldn't have done it without him. And the two other guys, whatever. Right. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. But, uh, it's like the Wizard of Oz. It's like, and I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. It's like, we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> we're still in the room. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that part, you know, I think was just such a great, so well done. Right. Um, even if it led to that weird sequence of, like, zooming into oh, her. flashing of the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the life before his eyes, which yeah. made it look like they were married. Right. Yep. So that was funny. Um, but, yeah, I, thought, I think the cast brings this movie up. I think the special effects brings this movie up and I think you know it's it's if you take it for what it is mm. which is a movie about dumb like oil drillers going to space to save the world right and and you don't take it as like a, a, a you know fucking Apollo if, 13 if looking, type movie yeah, if you're looking at this like Apollo 13 interstellar or gravity and, yeah yeah and then you're not realizing like oh this is dumb <laughs> right right yeah. you're but not you, gonna have a good time if you look at it like that yeah but if you look at it like a dumb disaster movie right then it's pretty enjoyable i think this is like the, maybe out of all the disaster movies this may be the best one uh is independence day a disaster movie i i wouldn't say it's a disaster movie because it's the aliens causing this it's disaster. not natural it's not like well, I mean, it's something with bad with like bad it's, intentions yeah it, it, like they're purposely doing yeah, it. yeah like yeah. i mean the asteroid is just being an asteroid. It's just incidental like he would have just fucked up another planet if right. it wasn't for us well then I, I would say I, I would say sure yeah yeah, because I think they managed to ground ground it well. You know, like like with I, you know what I mean is that you, there was at least one toe underground. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean is that when you're watching, say, 2012 or whatever, right. you don't care that what was that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal or was that day, day after tomorrow? tomorrow? Whoever, you don't care what about oh that my daughter's still or you watch San Andreas it's like oh my stepson is still in this building or whatever like my right. my hot daughter is like still like whatever who cares you know they're just people you have to save right but in this one you felt the connection between Liv Tyler and AJ and Liv Tyler and 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 Bruce Willis and you were wondering like oh which one is gonna come back for her I do like that we constantly say we don't say Harry and Grace going by their actors name but yeah. when we talk about Ben Affleck because he, because he, he disappeared in the role. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and and uh, you know, and you, I wanted Michael Clark Duncan to yeah. make it out, and I wanted you know Keith David to to stick it to the president and all this stuff. Like, sir, all these years serving you, I think that's the biggest mistake of your yeah. life. Click. <laughs> 
I could totally see that being in the right. movie. Right, yeah, exactly. You know? And him being like, you know, honorably discharged after that. But, uh, but you know, I think that's stuff sets it apart They have a lot of procedurals like, you disobeyed a direct order from the president, which led to billions of lives being saved. While we don't condone it, we respect we, it. And he salutes it. Yeah, he salutes you. Everyone's, <laughs> the, 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 everyone starts clapping in the back. It's like a kind of a, a, a hot shot. Re, uh, oh, crap. I forgot the word. But it, it'd be like, uh, you know, John Walker going to back in front of Congress. Mm. Like, You're Captain America. Again. Oh, I understand that. I understand that. No, but uh, I, I am think. what you made me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think at the, that came at the sacrifice of a whole hour. Mm. Uh, of additional movie that we didn't need and uh like i said the movie's dumb as hell yeah so i i think a five is fine i might even on a good day am i bumping up to a six if i if i was well fed yeah you know i did offer to get lunch no i didn't it wouldn't help too much yeah wouldn't help that much the amount of carbs you would need to have digested exactly it would not have paid off don't worry it's fine Yeah. yeah So, uh, I, I would say a Movie Mayhem 5. Movie Mayhem 5, is, it's a rare occasion that we both agree on a 5. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think because we're both, we're both not saying it's bad. We're not saying that it's, like, the worst thing in the world. But it's also, like, do better. <laughs> yeah, do better. I don't know how you can do better. Just do better. Oh, we'll find out if he does. Yeah, we'll Throughout find- the other weeks of May Bay. Yes. This is 1998, Michael Bay. We'll probably be jumping to early 90s and also 2000s. Michael Bay. So we could see. I mean, a lot of this. It's a lot of the same stuff. But let's see what it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see how he uses it yeah. to to better effect. Because sometimes it really works. Like the like you said, the scene Owen Wilson riding the horse oh, yeah, with yeah. two Black Hawks uh, flying behind him in the sunset. <laughs> like it works. It does. That it, works. It works so well. You know, seeing you know, like like. But in some other scenes, it doesn't. So we'll see yeah. in the in this in the upcoming movies how he's able to make them work and if those movies are better for it. Right. All right. But until then, guys, I think that's the shoot. Bang bang. Right. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? No, I'm just upset that I'm not going to use the song at the end of it that I know everybody would have wanted to hear the I think we've all heard that song enough. Yeah, we have, and I don't want to get copyright claimed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we'll leave it alone. We'll leave it alone. We'll leave it alone. But you know, you could always tweet about it on Movie Mayhem Podcast or at Movie Mayhem Podcast. I right, made him pod. Wow. You're the one who wrote it, so I don't know why. Like, yeah. It's yours. And I've been saying it for like Forever. six years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At Movie Mayhem Pod on Twitter. And Movie Mayhem Podcast on Instagram. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And Movie Mayhem, uh, backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast with a D. With a D. Uh, so, guys. Keep uh keep your eyes open because yeah, for the rest so, of Maybe we'll be doing better movies that we'll be more excited about. Maybe. Uh, Did I say Bay May? No, you said Maybe. Oh, okay. You said the rest of Maybe we'll be doing better movies like Maybe we will. Yeah. Maybe they will. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, what movie do you want to do next week? Oh, you know what? Let's do um 